Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Happy Football Friday from Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Thanks for sharing your middays with us. As always, from 12 to 3 p.m., we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts heading into the weekend with a big old sports weekend on Saturday and on Sunday? 704-570-9610. We got a couple Hornets games this weekend. We got Get a double up, huh? That, uh, yeah, that's right. Back to back. I know Fitty just said, ugh, over there. <laughs> giving you the push. Fitty's a basketball grunt. like uh Grinch. That's what he is. He is a, or you could just say Grinch in general. But yeah, yes, you could put is. basketball in front of that if you want to. We have back to back Hornets games. We also have the Panthers taking on the Colts on Sunday, college football slate. We had a couple of local teams go at it last night. Apologize to Wes's Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I apologize to you for bringing that game up. But also it's oh, something good, you thought was, me. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, it's also something you thought was going to happen anyway. Yeah, I so. figured it was going to happen. So no big deal. I mean, always down for the Deeks. But uh, like I said, I'm also able to be objective and know uh, when to hold them and know when to fold them. Word to uh, Kenny Rogers. couple Kenny, things. That I don't know if anybody expected it has happened that painfully, though. I don't know about <laughs> you. Maybe you. But also, Fiddy was just giving you a uh, eyebrow raise over there. I I'll think call I you out, jacked Fiddy. up the song. You think you jacked up the song from Kenny Rogers? Oh, no. I got that right. No, you got that right. I did. All right. There we go. <laughs> I thought I did. All right. We're off and rolling smoothly. What you got over there, Fiddy? You wanted to, in, you wanted to include something? Well, I mean, he talks about how he can be objective, maybe with his deacons, but not, not when it comes to the teams that matter in this state, like the Tar Heels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I did pick y'all to win the national championship last year, and you failed me miserably. When I finally do give you credit, you uh, stumble, fumble, bumble uh, out of the tournament. So, I mean, I don't know what else you want from me. This you know, was when I finally did start coming around on the Tar Heel football program. You lose two in a row to two of the uh, lesser teams in the league. So, I'm not sure what you want from me at this point. You know, this is the Carolina Athletic Department to praise from Wes Bryant. Oh man. Oh. Man, I messed it up. Then I uh, no hell up. no. <laughs> then I put Drake May at number one two weeks ago. He let me down. So I mean, I don't know what you want from me. Could we get off to a more smoother start today? Because <laughs> I feel like we're batting a thousand on everything we wanted to do getting off of the bus. Yeah. Maybe we should just open up the doors and pull up to the scene before anything else goes wrong, shall we? Go ahead, Mr. Bus. We Stop. shall. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! what that intro was <laughs> but i can only blame myself for setting it up like that and i apologize what i did want to ask though just to set the scene we got some themes that we like to roll with here on weston walker a couple of days ago it was what is the best wedding song the one that makes you put your plate of food down and get to the dance floor immediately i have a question for everyone we were discussing this in the fishbowl professional bull riding was on yes 
And I don't know what it's specifically called. What is it called when you actually have to tie those cows up? They weren't tied them, but they was doing the takedown. So they let the calf go. Boom. Cowboys start rolling after them. And then they jump off of the horse and do the takedown like Roman Reigns style. Oh, yeah. I forget what that's called. That's pretty cool, too, because we watched another show that was on Paramount where that was kind of the deal of the competition. The guy Taylor Sheridan that does Yellowstone, he had a show that was about that sport as well, man. So I'm kind of, I'm learning, I'm kind of, you know, Western at heart in uh, some places too because I like rodeo and I like some of that stuff as well. My man puts the West in Western as we talk <laughs> about this. And so when we're looking at some of these obscure sports, my question is, what are some of the obscure sports out there in the world that you'd legitimately like? Like what... And don't be like, oh, yeah, that's great. I love this. And you've only seen it like once in your yeah. life. You can bring that, I guess, to the table a little bit. But for me, one thing I would legitimately watch, mm-hmm. something that if I scrolled through, saw it on television, I would camp and watch it on Sundays when ESPN would have to kick NFL coverage to Fox or CBS. And I would want to, and the Panthers weren't playing at that time. Mm-hmm. I would watch Jeanette Lee, the Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Play some pool now. Trick shots, eight ball, nine ball, it didn't matter. I would absolutely tune in to ESPN to watch Jeanette Lee. Also, ooh, Karen Kaur, I think the Russian pool player, they had a little rivalry going on. Nick Nicolaitis, I can name you more than one pool player to let you know it was real for me. Loved watching him on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, for me, we got on the topic because I told you guys how much I do like bull riding, and I'm going to go to the rodeo the next time they have the big one here uh, in Charlotte at the Coliseum or, you know, I'm old school Charlotte, so I call it Coliseum Spectrum Center, wherever that I want to go. And I've seen some local ones uh, around town, too, but haven't gotten a chance to catch them. But I do, man, Saturday night when I see PBRs on, I'll look at it for about 20, 25 minutes, man. Uh, I love it. I think that is a man's man sport. And, it is. Uh, it, it's tough. And uh, I Go ahead. Well, no, just Saturday night and PBR makes me twitch for bad experiences. <laughs> don't want to talk yeah, about Yeah, man. That and I said how I like when they uh, sit in the stalls and the bulls, they already start to bucking. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a nasty <laughs> ride when they already get to bucking. You know what? I could absolutely <laughs> see that. Wes getting excited about the bull not here for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I actually would like to do it personally, but I just, you know, my back, I can't take it. By the way, uh, people are calling it calf roping, but they don't have a rope. They're taking them down, and so I don't know if there's something specifically. I know calf roping, but I don't know. They what do the have ta- a rope. No, no, not in this. Not what we were watching. It's the takedown. You jump off the horse. You bring. You grab them by the horns, and you boom, slam them like a. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And I know th- what you're talking about. And that's what I don't know. Oh, Panther Bow has a good one. Those pro corn holders know how to sling the rock. Okay. Yes, yeah. they do. That's on a lot too. And I'll watch it. I mean, if I'm okay. scrolling through, uh, it's not anything that I make appointment television. I was excited about watching Karen Core and Jeanette Lee go at it. Yeah. But professional cornhole, that's pretty crazy. Do you have anything, Fitty, on the obscure sport, maybe during the Olympics or anything that you would allow yourself to watch for a while? I was going to say the modern NBA, but I don't even like that. Um, yeah, 704 that. number said this obscure sport I just heard about called baseball. Go scratch yourself! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this? Oh, I used to like to watch World's Strongest Man, too. Oh, yeah, that was dope back one. in the Fire. mid-2000s. The stone lift? Yeah. I don't know how they did it. That, uh, when, they would, when they would try to pull the 18 wheeler yeah 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 when you would pull what i liked was when the sport would give you something more ridiculous to pull Uh, okay yeah (laughs) this time you're gonna pull a whale that's what you're gonna do i mean their necks are so thick i mean they're just big 
Strong, guys. My mom was actually watching it recent, recently, and she was like, yeah, she was like, I was watching World's Strongest Band. She's like, I really like that. I watched a bunch of episodes. The best part to me about that show was the broadcasters and the way like they would make their voice sound so masculine, and he lifts up that stone. You're so right. Well, and they <laughs> would, it would be just like any other sport. You would get a former strong man, put him as the color analyst, and so he just had a naturally strong voice. You're so right about that. I could listen to that broadcast and tell you, oh, okay, that guy can deadlift 25,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, Hurr! and the logo, Atlas rolling in, and then yeah. you would just, and then the logo would move, and then he would have the world on his back. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, this man. Straight nostalgia. Straight shooting it <laughs> Used in to be my on, like ESPN too. Yes, it was so good. Steer wrestling is the sport that we're looking for here. Yes, thank you very Somebody much. Somebody said beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. Beach volleyball yeah, is good, too. yeah. Who was the tandem that won all the Olympic Misty gold Misty May Trainer and Carrie Walsh. Yes. I did not miss a match in the Olympics. You better believe it. Also, Bill Dahlhauser and Todd Rogers. Oh, yeah. Did we watch them, too? Nah. Not as much okay. as been, really. uh, the other two. Yeah, yeah not no, really. No, Todd Rogers, Phil Dahlhauser, totally agree. Then there was a couple <laughs> of beach There was a couple of duos in the last Olympics, too, man. You know, you got to hit the gram after you watch them play, see what's going on. Okay. I didn't know that was a part of it. <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. Crazy. Yeah, no doubt. What was that channel called? It was like G4 when it G4, used to come on. G4, but then it got big time and got onto NBC because Gabaja Biamila was doing it. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, it had Christine Leahy and all of them on that but yeah i like that as well that that's uh, correct i did forget about the ninja warrior uh classics pro disc golfers can really sling it too wow. from hurricane mark i uh, used to love playing disc golf was pretty good myself but yeah those guys can sling it and i tell you another one too man late again those late night saturday nights man when they're mm -hmm. trying to find content to feel I've been watching uh, rugby. They have women's rugby on there. I'll look at it for about 10 minutes or so. I don't watch a whole match, but I'll watch about 10, 15 minutes. We got a lot of curling on the text line. A lot of people like watching curling. You know, there's a curling center, man, and I think the U.S. team mm -hmm. trained there or has trained there that's off of uh, Statesville Road. I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys thinking show outing at the curling center? We should. They'd love to have us on there. I'm sure they would. Finny, would you just make jokes the whole time about how stupid this sport is, or would you actually invest and try to win the win? I would imagine you would try to win it. I respect people that brush ice for a living. So I would go. <laughs> I would go out. It's one of the favorite sports to watch during the Winter Olympics. Okay. I didn't know. I thought that just seems like something he would drag through the mud. Man. Oh, no. it, it does. It really does because he <laughs> talks bad about wrestling, which, by the way, my WWE has crown jewel is Saturday, mm -hmm. 1 o'clock, premium live event, Roman Reigns, L.A. Night. You should have played the yeah, but I know you don't know who it is. I was going uh, to get it. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, good matches <laughs> in that as well. So crown jewel on Saturday. You know what else? If we're just talking about things that aren't a sport but feel like a sport, I think Fiddy looking Quite for not. the right uh, sound feels like a sport, even though it's not one. You know what would be great? If we could, you know, test them out and time, put them on a time limit. And then just say random sound that we have and see how quick he can find it, like a, an agility contest. Because you have a ton of pages that you have to comb through, right? That is correct. And so when you have a sound that you want to get to, you have to flip the page, flip the page, flip the page, and by that time, the moment dies. American Gladiators, Big Puddin' from East Tennessee. Oh, no doubt about it. Then Pfeiffer12 uh, talked about 
It was once called the Lingerie Football League, but it's now called the Legends Football League, and I definitely used to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going, so we're going with the theme here. No, no, no. But the thing, thing, but, they brought up beach but, volleyball but, and started to go down a theme. But the thing that you find out, though, was how physical those women were. I watched games, and they were hitting hard. It was crazy. They were getting into fist fights. I mean, those girls were aggressive. They were not fitty in the next week. The last few things, Frisbee dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to watch the Border Collies go chase that Frisbee down. Okay. Pawn Stars. Speaking of things that aren't sports but feel like one, Tony Stallings, yes, Pawn Stars, fantastic inclusion there with Pawn Stars feeling like a sport. The negotiating going back and forth, loved every minute of it. You never watched the show? I did not. That feels like a West. Yeah. Pawn Stars? Feels like you would love it. (laughs) I did, and I did, man. I'm not going to lie. On ESPN Ocho, now you talk about obscure. That is the place for it. I did sit for about 20 to 25 minutes and watch them do the pizza dough contest where they had to get it as big as they could without putting a hole in it. And then I watched them do the pizza box folding race where they had to see who could fold. They're the crazy. Pizza box. And they were from different pizzerias around the country. I just couldn't believe. That's why I said in 2023, if you're sitting on your butt at home not doing anything, then you're just going to be a loser because you can be a pro at anything in life. Anything. As, as Kendrick Lamar said, find some ambition while you're Seriously, born. you can do anything. Fiddy, were you one that could go pro in pizza box making? Oh, Ooh. yeah. You and Flounder. That would have been that, lit. All right. This is what I want to do. <laughs> Besides a show outing I at the Curling Center of Town. Yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to film Fiddy and Flounder going at it. We give them each like 30, 40, 50 pizza boxes. Unfolded, of course. And I want to see each of them race to the finish line, folding all those pizza boxes. Because if you've seen those videos, those guys are crazy. I don't know if you remember the cup stacking videos from back in the day. (laughs) You have the creepiest oh yes in the world. I am, man. (laughs) What is it about cup stacking that gets you saying, oh yeah? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it was just the videos. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not one to brag. Mm-hmm. I would beat Flounder in the in the pizza because I the Domino's I worked at, and I'm comfortable saying this because I I hated my boss. If you didn't fold them <laughs> fast enough, he threw boxes at you. Oh, so he was a little was Mike Bobby Knight and y'all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Mike Rice situation. <laughs> yeah, he's so, throwing slices of pizza at you. you. You know, I mean, so there was like a little bit of fear with him. It's actually why I quit. He threw a box at me, and I and I walked out. You want to press charges? Nah, it was a pizza box, man. Do we want to talk about his legacy? He owns a Domino's. I mean, how how much of a legacy is that? I don't know. That'd be kind of cool, I guess. I mean, you came from Domino's, so it's got to be a decent legacy. He's the one that bred you into the man you are today. That was my father, but good yeah, try. Raised you probably better than bred. In yeah, that, that was a weird phrase there out of you. That I, I apologize for. I think that, that you're probably into this. I like it as well. Uh, cooking competitions. I love the barbecue ones. Those oh, are definite. Don't let so me. So does Willie P. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> barbecue shows. They have a great one on Seriously? Netflix. Seriously? I forgot what it's called with barbecue, but it was great. Oh, Pitmasters. Uh, barbecue Pitmasters is my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Matt and Greensboro wrote in Chopped, which don't mm-hmm. let me. When I was in college and I would watch Chopped and I was hungry, I would get crazy with the pizzas. I would say, oh, you know what? This might go well with that. Oh, a little chicken, <laughs> pineapple. Yeah. Do I just do it? I'm not here to have the debate. I'm just here to try it and see how crazy I can yeah. get because it worked on Chopped. So that also feels you like You guys watch Wipeout. I've seen that a few times, too. Big I, Germ type, types in. Cannot leave out the show Wipeout. My mom loves that show. I like it, too. It's pretty funny at times. 
stand those big red balls. Yeah, and the big boxing gloves when they run across and get hit with the boxing gloves. Damn them too. <laughs> what a weird first segment we had hey, on Wesley Walker. It. But now it's time to get to the game day dubs. Mm-hmm. Who, what, where, when, why? Who has the coach between each of these teams, the Panthers and the Colts? Who has the coach that you'd rather have long-term? That'll lead us in the game day dubs coming up next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sometimes you just let chaos take over, and that's what happened in the first segment of Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ. The text line, it was popping. We got it popping a couple times this week, and boy, this one was no different. The question is, what is an obscure sport that you legitimately like that you'll check out if you're scrolling through, you find it, and then all of a sudden an hour passes and you're still watching what you, what you went through there. Uh, Chuck T, when we were talking about Chopped, the Food Network, some of the competitions there, Chuck T wrote in, yo, the kids be going hard on the cooking shows too. Yes. And I said, you're absolutely right, except I get nervous as hell when little Billy ain't plating his food with 30 seconds left. That's what's tough about watching the kids. <laughs> they start freaking out. They start crying if the, if things get too crazy. But if they do land it, it looks fantastic. Trophy husband? Trying to grease the wheels on this pizza box folding competition. He said you can buy bulk pizza boxes from Chef Store for the cheap. Trophy Husband. Also, write us again. Trophy Husband told us that he's been on the Food Network before. Yeah, and 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 I don't think that we would even have to do that. I think any pizza competition, any pizza place that would hear of us talking about this, just for the publicity alone and the fact that it would help them with their daily uh, chores, that they would let those two come in there and do that, especially if we're going to film it, put it on social media. They'd be more than happy to let those two go in there and go at it. And I love that he's already talking trash, that he would yeah. beat Flounder because he's made for this. His coach was Mike Rice throwing pizza slices at him. He's ready to roll. <laughs> but, yeah, trophy husband getting on Food Network. I know you've talked about being a chef a couple times, but that's really cool. Let us know how. Uh, tag. Yes, the obstacle course where the guys are all running through the different bars, the ramps. Tag is crazy. 704 wrote that one in. King McQueen, classic, and one basketball. I guess that's obscure enough, but it was still a staple. There's a documentary on it. I, I mean, and I'm one trying was, to think obscure because it got so popular, though. That's the thing about it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 704 wrote in Putt-Putt. Those competitions are kind of crazy. Uh, 925 said, yeah, the curling center off Statesville is mm-hmm. so out of place, LOL. <laughs> very true. <laughs> I um, caught that. 704 writing in, it's bulldogging in rodeo where they jump off and take down the cow. Okay. Yeah, they weren't steers that they were wrestling, I don't think. and I guess they were young steers. But bulldogging, 
That sounds funnier anyway. It looks rough, man. Some people don't like to watch it, but they do it. Yeah, there you go. And then Salty Pirate, last one. Team Handball. Salty Pirate played it in college. Handball looks fun. Looks like one of the easier sports, to be honest with you, knock on. I, I'm sure I'm sure really popular up north, too, if I'm not mistaken. I had no clue. I'm sure I'd get cooked. I, I get that, right? I don't mean to offend any handballers out there. But it does look like one of the easier sports where you have to jump and then throw it instead of kicking it in the net. It's like, yeah. I. Anyways, we'll move on. Um, let's move on to the game day dubs. We know how W infiltrates this radio station like no other. Wes, Walker, WFNZ. We decided to keep it on rolling. Who, what, where, when, why. We do it every Friday. So let's lead off with who. Wes, I'll ask you first. The Colts got a new coach this year. So did the Carolina Panthers. Panthers decided to roll with Frank Reich after he was fired in season by the Colts. And the Indianapolis Colts, it came down to two uh, people that they were going to hire. Jeff Saturday, the interim head coach, and Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. It's not like Saturday had a great season when he took over for Frank Reich, mm-hmm. but Jim Irsay loves him, the former center, and so he was still in the final in the final two candidates there, but eventually they go with Shane Steichen. So I ask you, who is the coach you'd rather have long-term? Is it Shane Steichen, what he's doing with the Colts, or is it Frank Reich with the Panthers? Uh, I will go with Frank Reich. I know Frank Reich's record doesn't okay. show that, but the fact of just the, the experience that he has. Frank Reich has had five top 10 scoring offenses uh, under his stewardship. And so for Steichen, his offenses definitely get yardage. But when you talk about the points, he's only had one top 10 offense since he's been uh, an offensive coordinator. So for me, I'm going to go with the guy that's a little bit more seasoned. So uh, I go with Frank Reich in that category. <sighs> I still think I'd go with Shane Steichen, and that's not – Oh, and really, last thing – Frank Reich has turned around a couple of bad situations. We talked about the one and six to the playoffs, and he had another season where he turned things around. So I think he's got the seasoning and the resolve to be able to do it. Steichen just haven't seen enough yet. So you're going with second-half success, too, with Frank Reich, and Mm -hmm. we could hopefully see that here with the Panthers after a one and six start through their first seven games. We've seen Frank Reich have some success. We saw him go 10 and six his first year with Indy. He goes 11 and five his third year in Indy. Those were the two years where he had the best quarterback play. Andrew Luck that first season retires unexpectedly a shocker right before the season starts too. It's not like they went through offseason knowing Andrew Luck was going to hang him up. They got caught off guard with that. So Andrew Luck retires after a 10 and six season. And then in 2020, they have Phillip Rivers. And I didn't even think Phillip Rivers was going to do anything for him. I thought he was old, thought it was too late for him, but they go 11 and five. So Frank Reich does have a couple of seasons where three of the first four years, he finished with a winning record and he goes to the postseason a couple of times. I just always value what is the unknown, what will get you in trouble sometimes, for sure. But I like what Shane Steichen has done so far. I like the way that he was tailoring an offense to work with what was considered a raw QB prospect, Anthony Richardson, before he got hurt. I like the success that he had with Philly. And even if it wasn't a ton, Frank Reich was an OC there. Nick Sirianni running some things there too. But Shane Steichen being in Philadelphia did a nice job. So I would go with Shane Steichen. But there's plenty of reasons to believe in Frank Reich, despite how it went the first half of the season. We'll actually get into more of that as the show goes on. Let's go with the what. I always think of Biggie and Method Man with the what. Anytime we get to this question. What will be the feeling of Panthers fans? If Carolina wins, but they fail to score more than 15 points, 
See, that's the thing that brings you back down after winning your first game. It's, all right, we won. It was a nice final drive. That certainly helps quite a bit. You beat Houston. You beat C.J. Stroud, the guy that was taken after Bryce Young, yet performed so much better in the first six games. But you only scored 15 points. There were still some struggles on offense. But it's okay. It's a win either way. Can you do it again? If you get that victory, and let's say you score 16, or the offense looks very similar to what it did last week, how will we feel? Honestly, I think we'll still feel pretty good. A win is going to erase all the bad feelings. But also, it's not like Bryce Young has to go crazy, as we saw, for us to feel really good about him. I feel really good about how he performed against Houston, being chased all over the place, all the pressure that he had to face, and yet still completing passes downfield. You want them to be a little better in the red zone. You want them to have a better fourth down conversion rate. They showed that stat as they went for it a couple times on fourth down. Not very good. This offense has not picked them up at a high rate. So if it comes down to that, you'd love to see them be more successful situationally. But I still think you're going to feel good even if they don't score more than 15 points as long as they win. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that at this point, this is not, you know, earth-shattering news to anybody. But if you're the Panthers, a win is a win is a win is a win. And you'll worry about how you're going to do it the next weekend as long as you can stack up another one. And so, uh, yeah, the things that you took away from the last game, yeah, the the running average was under three yards. Yes, the quarterback got sacked six times and hit ten times, and that's not ideal, but you were still able to win the football game. So I think if you come out again and, yeah, it doesn't look great, but you're able to get a win, it still gives you that optimism. You still feel like, okay – and and that's also a skill, like learning how to win ugly football games. You have to be able to win in a multitude of ways in this league if you want to be successful. And when you have a younger team like the Panthers that is still finding their way in a quote-unquote rebuild, then there are lessons to be learned. And one of those lessons I feel like that they would pick up if they're able to win two games back-to-back not scoring a lot of points, not looking pretty while doing it. I think that that's a lesson to be learned for a young team is how to win ugly football games. So the third one, the win. Wes, is this when we see Bryce Young throw for his first 300-yard game? Is that something in the cards? You tell me. Uh, I think that it could be. I'm going to say no because just the way that the Panthers do it, when you look at this Colts defense by trade, they aren't very good by any stretch of the imagination. Dead last in points allowed per game, 25th in passing yards per game, 23rd in rushing yards per game. They're in the bottom tier of the league when you look at hurry percentage, 6.3%. So this offensive line can maybe get some relief and be able to block some guys and be able to uh, give Bryce the requisite time that he needs to be able to throw the football. They're also near the bottom of the league when you talk about quarterback knockdown percentage. So Bryce could have the type of time that he isn't used to having this season. And so that could be very advantageous because when you look at this last game against the Texans, and as much as he was sacked and hit, and you look at some of the chunk plays that they did have in the passing game, it came off of the back of Bryce being off-platform. It wasn't necessarily a designed football play to where he's dropping back five steps, seven steps, letting it go. The guys there, they make the catch. It was more so, we're going to play the short, the intermediate game. And then things broke down. Bryce was able to run around and find some guys, and you get a big 50-50 ball catch from 
Adam Thielen that was huge, but though it wasn't planned. And then so uh, that's why I think that 300 will be hard for him to see because at this point with the offensive line, the way they're playing, they're not going to design a lot of big chunk passing plays. You may get one or two, maybe just to test things out early to see if he'll have the time. But I just don't know that they're going to put a ton of that into the playbook because they're so worried about what this offensive line is giving them. I, I hope that he's able to record his first 300-yard game in the next two, either against the Colts or against the Bears, because it's going to be tough sledding after that. If you look at the Colts' defense, you went through some of the numbers, some of the reasons as to why they're not very good. They had one sack and only two QB hits against Derek Carr last week. Mm-hmm. Now, Derek Carr has been taking a lot more deep shots this year, maybe even last year, too, with the Raiders. But the whole thing about Derek Carr, the reputation of him being a check down Charlie more often than not, that's not necessarily happening for him this season. Mike Thomas, he's the slant god. And then you're looking to beat the defense over the top with Chris Olave and certainly Shahid, who is a really, really good deep ball receiver. So the Colts defense, only one sack, two QB hits on Derek Carr. They've allowed a 124.3 passer rating to wide receivers. They did that last week, Wes. And they allowed the 58-yard bomb to Shahid. With Bryce Young looking a little more comfortable throwing the ball downfield, Thomas Brown looking to attack more downfield even with the offensive line looking as bad as it did. See, that would be the thing. If you were looking at the protection saying, well, they're going to give up a million sacks, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but you had 230 passing yards last week. It's going to be close. I realize 70 is a lot more. But are we going to see Bryce Young go his entire rookie season without one 300-yard passing Mm. game? We got to see it at some point, right? And if the Colts passing defense doesn't have outside of what you have in DeForest Buckner, who certainly can get after it in the interior, you're not crazy scared of the edge rushers that they have on this squad. No, no big names, no Justin Houston. He's on our team now, despite him being older, but no Justin Houston like a couple of years ago. I think that this could be the time. I'm going to go yes. Give you a little bit of a uh, hint as to what I might do in Trops. And this is, a deleted, this is a depleted secondary as well. That's right. No cornerbacks that you're really scared of. The passing defense has not been good for the Colts. And so is it's, it's not going to happen against the Cowboys. It's not going to happen against some of the other better defenses that you're facing in the second half, in my opinion. If the rushing offense isn't great, if you have to make up for lost time, you do the normal game script thing, then yeah, I could see it. I could see Bryce Young getting 300. And so I'll lock it in. That'll be my final answer. Let's go to where, Wes. Where will we see the biggest weakness for both teams? I can go first on this one. Go ahead. I think the biggest weakness is not going to be a rare find. You don't have to bring your magnifying glass out to find this one. It's how bad the Panthers' defense has been against the run. Houston has not been good rushing the football. Brian Burns got in the backfield last game. A couple of other defensive linemen did too. And then you would just have them make you miss, and they'd pick up up first downs after guys got in the backfield. That was disappointing. Colts rushing attack is really good. Yes. You even have a guy that's keeping Jonathan Taylor fresh off a contract, mind you, not being the bell cow. Zach Moss has been excellent. And if you look at the Panthers defense, they're 28th in yards per carry allowed. And if you want to do the whole advanced stats thing, they are dead last in the NFL when it comes to EPA per play against the run. Mm. So traditional stats are telling you it's bad. Advanced stats are telling you it's bad. I'm telling you it's bad. (laughs) The eye test. So can Derek Brown 
eat up double teams and then allow other guys to make plays. That's the way of thinking, but it just hasn't worked out for him. So I think that's the biggest weakness, at least for the Carolina Panthers. It continues to be the rushing defense. And Wes, this is a team that rushes the football very well. The offensive line is good for the Colts. Uh, well, the biggest weakness I look at for the Colts is that secondary. We talk about how depleted it is, but also when you look at yards after the catch that they give up, and they're in the top half of the league when you talk about the most yards given up after the catch, 863 of those to be exact. And so there are plays to be made in the secondary uh, when you look at that. Also, when I talked about the time that they give up with pressure percentage, hurry percentage, so Bryce should have the time, but once guys catch the football, they need to shake and bake and get it in because this coach secondary and this coach defense as a whole gives up a lot of yards after the catch. Now, if I was to look at the Carolina Panthers and their biggest weakness, and offensive line to me is definitely glaring. We've been hammering on that all week, but I'm going to go with the thing for it, and I'm going to go with the defense and their tackling. You just talked about it and how they gave up the yards to Houston, but they are second in the NFL in missed tackles, uh, and I've been talking about it since week one. This team and a lot of guys on this defense miss a lot of tackles. You talked about Brian Burns, got in the backfield twice, couldn't finish the play. You got to be able to finish these plays. You got to keep teams behind the chains. 68 missed tackles this season from the Carolina Panthers. Only one off of the league league, which is the team that they just played, the Houston Texans. And so for Carolina, man, that's just fundamentally sound football, wrapping the guy up and making the play. So for this defense, obviously they had a nice outing against Houston. And they've got to put together another one. I talked about how vital they were going to be to this victory. But this Colts offense, man, you got to be on point because you think that because they don't have Anthony Richardson that things aren't looking great. But this still is a defense. I mean, a Colts offense is top 10 in points per game and total offense. And they're above the league average in passing yards per game. So they're going to come out here to play. They've won a few games for a reason. Gardner Minshew, as we talked about, Drew's ears will probably perk up somewhere. Even if he's not listening, they're going to perk up anyway. He'll come out and throw the ball around the yard on you if you're not careful. Yeah, they will. That's why I'm interested to see what he would say here because I'll go with the Colts' weakness before we move on to the next segment. Gardner Minshew is my weakness for the Colts right now. One of the better backup QBs in the league. But you start to look at the last three games. Yeah, he threw for 300 yards against the Jags and against the Browns. But you start to realize why. Because he's been putting the ball in harm's way quite a bit over the last three games. Mm. Five interceptions over the last three, three against Jacksonville, one apiece against Cleveland and New Orleans. Only 213 yards passing against the New Orleans Saints defense. So five picks in three games, three games with 110 rating, which makes him a wild card. But also he's second in the league in turnover worthy plays at 16, 16 for Gardner Minshew. Can the Panthers capitalize? So if they get the running game going or if it's just even average. When Gardner Minshew does drop back to pass, can Xavier Woods sneak in there and read the QB and pick that thing off? Can Frankie Louvu, where we saw him all over the place against Houston, can Frankie Louvu get him an interception? Those are the things I'll be looking at. So Gardner Minshew could be a weakness with the way that he's turning over the football. I'm sorry, Gen Z Giant, who just followed me on Twitter, and I kid you not, folks. One, I was surprised to see that he had like 4,000 followers. All right, Gen Z, tip of the cap. But the other thing is, his nickname is Larry Minshew Legend. Larry Minshew Legend. Loves Larry Bird, loves Gardner Minshew enough to put it in his name on Twitter. I love that guy. That guy's absolutely amazing. He is. Speaking of another amazing person, 
Let's go to him right now. Time now for the Fitty Flash. Fitty. Got your injury report ahead of Sunday's game at home against the Colts. No Justin Houston, no LaVisca Chenault. Von Bell returned to practice. He's doubtful to play. And questionable DJ Chark and uh, Dante Jackson. They're both questionable to play for the Panthers on Sunday afternoon. Would be unfortunate for everybody, really. But Dante Jackson, too, fresh off his best game against Houston. Hopefully he can suit up. Because the Colts, even if I don't love Gardner Minshew the way he's turning the ball over now, the weapons are better than we thought coming into this year. Michael Pittman, solid receiver. Josh Downs, yeah. balling. Balling this season, the former Tar Heel is. Let's move on. Let's talk some high school football. Coming up next, Jeff Taylor of Bayhackle Sports joins us on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio, 92.7. Got that Britney Spears bumping on a Friday. I'm in the middle of reading her book, man. I'm like 20 chapters in. You've been speed reading that thing. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. I like people's stories and see the stuff that they grow, go through and different things like that, man. But her book is really good. I've been enjoying it. Justin Timberlake mentions, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a decent part of the beginning or well, about the midsection of the book. Okay. The little relationship. We'll get a book have. review from you when you're <laughs> no, done reading yeah. it. Join my West's Book Club. You know what I'm saying? That's a segment in the making. All right, man. So to talk about high school football, big games, playoffs starting, we've got Jeff Taylor, sports director from Bay Hackle Sports, host of The Blitz, also on Bay Hackle Sports that you can check out on YouTube and BayHacklesports.com. Jeff, we meet again, and it is about that time, baby, to try and try for that state championship. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. A little bummed, though. I'll talk pro real quick. I'm a little bummed my Titans lost to the Steelers last night. But uh, I think we found our quarterback in Will Levis, so I'm kind of pumped up about Will Levis. But I digress. That's, <laughs> I'm to get over that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got to give you credit, man. Levis has come in, and he looks like a guy that could be uh, the man in Tennessee. He got that, uh, that arm strength. He's throwing I, it around the yeah. yard for sure. He can sling it. But, yeah, let's, let's talk some high school. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we jump right in. Our game of the week, you know, BayHackleSports.com, you know, we have Indy going to Lake Norman. And, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting game uh, right off the bat. You know, I think the interesting part about this game, both teams coming off of, you know, emotional losses, Indy losing to Butler and, you know, Lake Norman losing to Mooresville, you know, pretty soundly. So two teams trying to regroup, you know. I think independence, the, the fun part to watch about this game is you've got two different style offenses. You know, Justin Little, 
the quarterback for Indy, he's just a dual threat. The, the kid can do it all. And then you got, you know, Jaden Jones coming out of the backfield, a bruising type running back who's rushed for over a thousand yards. So DJ McFadden has them playing well. And, you know, I think that, you know, Lake Norman last week couldn't get, couldn't get anything going against, um, couldn't get anything going against Mooresville and they had to try to catch up and that's, that's not their style. So, um, I, I think Lake Norman might be in for a little, uh, Lake Norman, I don't know. I, I kind of like Indy tonight, and these two teams have only met once in the history of their schools. That was back in 2015 in the playoffs, and Indy won that one 21 nothing. I look for DJ McFadden and the Patriots to kind of uh, come away the winners on our you know game of the week tonight. And so the thing that's interesting about Independence is that this was a team coming into the year that was highly touted. A lot of people thought the eye is back. We know different teams that they always love to say is back in different sports. And Independence, we know the seven straight state championships they won once upon a time in a 100-plus game win streak. But this team came out the gate, and they were definitely flat, and they definitely looked like a bust. And so – how do you feel like that this team has responded, and how do you feel like they're looking coming into the playoffs? You know, they had to get over the bumps of the road, like you said early on, but, you know, DJ McFadden has always, you know, he's built this culture now of, you know, go out, give me 100%, give me 150%. He has, you know, the confidence in his kids to get the job done, and he lets them go out and play ball, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think what's going to help them is looking back at what they did last year when they, you know, made kind of a deep run into the playoffs. I think DJ is going to get on that. And, and, and remind his kids about the run they made last year. So even though they lost to Butler, listen, I think Butler could easily be hosting, you know, hoisting the state championship trophy at the end of the year. Um, and they lost a tough one last year. I just think he's going to lean on the successes that they've had on the offensive side of the ball. And, and I think he's going to play off what they did last year in the playoffs. So then also, too, when you talk about this, there, there are a lot of teams around here that could be capable of getting to that state championship. Uh, are there any other teams or games tonight that you're really going to be focused on that could help tell that story? Yeah, I think a couple, you know, and, and the one that I really kind of think about is Charlotte Catholic at Myers Park. Um, you're talking about two, two teams. Uh, they both come in at seven and three, you know, and Myers Park. Listen, first year head coach Chris James has done wonders. He's got that team. They've won seven in a row after starting 0 and three. Um, there may not be a hotter team in terms of coming into the playoffs than Myers Park and what he's done there. And then on the other side of the ball with Charlotte Catholic, you know, Matt Riley, he's got the first-year coach there. He's done a great job. He's got a, you know, a great combination in their quarterback, Charlie Smith, and the tight end, Jack Larson, who's going to a Notre Dame. Um, you know, but Myers Park, listen, um, they looked a little rough last week against South Mech. Um, I think it was kind of a wake-up call for them. So, you know, Myers Park and Charlotte Catholic, both those schools, um, I think they, they, they make a run. I, I think that that's something. And then the, the last thing you got to think about is the one seed in the West, and that's Weddington. And I want to stress this. I don't think Weddington should overlook. I mean, Providence is the 32 seed. I get it. And on, a, on paper, this looks like a mismatch. You, Weddington, the last couple times I've watched him, have gotten off the ball a little slow. I, they can't do that tonight, I don't think, against Providence. I mean, Providence in their five victories have outscored their opponents 281 to 39. They've got a pretty good offensive line. They got a sophomore quarterback in Jackson Deby who's lighting it up. He has over 2,100 yards rushing. I mean, passing. Excuse me. So you know, Weddington, they're the one seed. Just don't take Providence too lightly tonight. I think that um, that could be an interesting ball game to watch to see how they handle. Uh, you know, coming in, being the one seed, playing the 32 seed. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, that's what I was going to ask you about a potential upset alert out there. Is that what you would be taking, Providence over Weddington? Oh. I want to because let me just back up too. All my kids went to Providence, so there's a little uh, there's a little bit of that. But you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at it all, that's one of the ones that I'm, I'm, I, I kind of peek at and think, okay, that might happen. Um, and and I guess um, 
you know, yeah, that's what I would go with. I, I think that that's, um, you know, well, let me, and that wouldn't really be a, I, I think Chambers, um, even though, you know, they lost last week, Chambers um, playing Northwest Guilford tonight. Um, keep an eye on Chambers, too. I know they got beat last week by West Charlotte, who did a wonderful job in, uh, in beating them. Um, Chambers, I think, is still poised to make some run, and I think uh, it wouldn't be a huge upset, but I think they could beat Northwest Guilford tonight. Yeah, things are always cyclical with the Mecklenburg County team, so I know my Vance Cougars has had has have had their run, and hopefully they can start up another one uh, as well. But that was Jeff Taylor, Bay Hackle Sports Sports Director, talking about high school football, and we will meet back next week to talk about who advanced, who went home, and who could win it all. Jeff, we appreciate it as always. Yep, we appreciate you guys. Hey, check us out tonight, 11 o'clock, The Blitz on BayHackleSports.com. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the college games, high school games, pros. Enjoy your football. All right, man. Appreciate it. So, uh, Jeff talking about some great high school football action. I said that should be uh, a little bit of a show trip uh, as well to go check out some games because, like I said, especially once that weather is starting to get cold, man, crispy at night. I love it. Go out there with the big jacket on, a little toboggan. Maybe I had to get some hand warmers or something like that, <laughs> that kind of weather, to go watch some high school football. My hands were so cold this morning. I'll be soft. I'm sorry. This is how it is. That's like, what I'm saying. Get you some gloves and some yep, hand warmers. That's what it was. When I, when I walked out, well, I had a water heater situation this morning. So I had to walk out and saw that there was a leak. Of course, had to immediately get on that, move stuff out of the way from getting wet. And so wet, cold hands in the morning, it was not fun. No. So that's how my morning got started out. So I'm good now, though, because we're doing the show. We're having fun. It's Wesson Walker. How can you be in a bad mood? doing Wes and Walker, but I kind of was in one earlier today. All right, well, when we come back, folks, it's time for the Campus Kona on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.